0: what's up everyone it is Denise Salcedo welcome back to the channel I am very excited to introduce to you my guest for today she is announcer for WWE NXT 2.0 former WWE Women's Champion WWE Hall of Famer she just released a brand new debut EP the very multi-talented Beth Phoenix what's up Beth hey Denise thank you for that
1: lovely introduction and also, i, mean, <laughs> I got to point out the great taste. I see your Bret Hart poster. It's awesome. Right, uh,
0: right there. I'm like, wait, right there. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, as I was, you know, even just trying to get all of your accolades in this intro, I was like, if I get all of them, this intro is going to be like a whole hour long, but <laughs> you've just been killing it, Beth, in every single realm of things. Before we get into this interview, I do want to ask you how you're doing today. I'm doing great. Uh, we are just on the cusp of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I am
1: traveling back to New York to be with other family, our extended family. So uh, we're just kind of getting prepped for the holiday travel, which I'm sure everybody is. And it's it's an exciting, chaotic time, but it's great. How
0: are you? I'm doing great. I think chaotic is always the best. I always prefer overly busy over, oh my God, I'm bored, nothing to do, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And
1: also it's nice with the impending you know, Thanksgiving dinner on the other side of things. There's a nice... A pot of gold at the end of the travel rainbow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There definitely is. So Beth, there's so much I want to talk to you about here today because you are somebody that, as I mentioned just right now, all of your long list of accomplishments, you know, wrestler, announcer, on top of that, you got this new album out, uh, Stone uh, Stone Rose and Bone, your brand new EP, four tracks on there. I do want to start off by talking about what this album means to you and just kind of tell us a little bit about the album to begin with.
1: Yeah. So, um, I've been a musician since I was a little girl, hobby musician. I worked, uh, I played weddings, funerals. I worked in like in the liturgy for a while. And, uh, you know, so I made money working as a musician before I got into wrestling. It kind of, I would funnel the money I made in music into putting gas in the gas tank, buying tights and stuff. So it kind of helped fund my wrestling habit. Um, but, I've, you know, for many years I've played piano, I've sang, I, you know, I do a lot of, of music at home. We named our first child Lyric because music's is so special to us. But the album kind of spawned from the pandemic where I feel like a lot of us kind of were processing it in our own ways. And for me, there was a lot of emotions attached to it. You know, some sadness, some stillness, like first time I had a lot of time to really reflect. And uh, and yeah, and so I, I kind of like processed some emotions that I've been just carrying with me for a long time. And poured it into music. And, um, you know, I had, I had made friends with um, a couple of people in the WWE music group. And, you know, my friend Elias had put out an album and and it just kind of started becoming a possibility. And then I, I, you know, I sent some rough sketches of these songs, like sung on piano and, and sent the lyrics over and they're like, let's record these, let's do this. And so since the opportunity arose, I was like, okay, let's go for it. I've never done anything like this. And I was really excited to kind of just dip my toe, uh, you know, and put it out in the world, not just be, you know, playing my music at home.
0: I think it almost feels like this was something that was always down the line supposed to happen in your life because you mentioned, you music always being part of your life. So I'm not surprised that now you got this EP out and that your music is really out there. So there's a lot of musicians that talk about music being uh, very therapeutic for them, especially if you're writing your own lyrics and, you know, helping create the melodies and all of that good stuff. So for you, tell us a little bit about how maybe this album for you was therapeutic or in what ways did it challenge Challenge you.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm a very creative person. Like we, again, my husband is too. We spend a lot of time. We draw, we sing, we have, you know, we, we, we just, there's a lot of art in our ho- household and that carries through to our children. Um, but I lost my dad uh, three years ago. And so this kind of was a, a great way that um, for me to process some of those feelings and emotions that like, you know, you, you kind of start to heal from the trauma of losing someone really close to you. But that loss is that gap, that big piece of you missing is still always there. And that's kind of what um, I I worked through some of those emotions in writing um, one of the songs. And so then after that, like it it also brought up other emotions and other stories. And, you know, I've written little songs here and there over the years, but this was kind of like my first formal go at it. Um, And there's a lot of myself in all four of these songs. And I think you can talk about
0: I, I think like we're gonna get into each track in a second because I did notice that right off the bat that I feel like every single track is very different from the other four different emotions for different tones for different messages. And I really like how cohesively that all sort of blended in together. But before we do get to all of those tracks, I do want to talk about the fact that we were talking about this being a therapeutic thing for you. But you talk about the pandemic as well. And there being a lot of art in your family. How long did it actually take to post? the album together and, and, you know, just kind of piece it all together. And how did you decide which songs were going to make it into the EP?
1: So, so last year, I actually, I uh, had the privilege of watching my friend Renee Paquette create and put out this lovely cookbook, which was just such a beautiful process. And I know she poured her heart and soul into it. And it was really inspiring to me. So I just started, like I said, writing songs and kind of sharing them with friends and family and, and, you know, getting their feedback on stuff. And then, like I said, the WWE music group offered me the opportunity, Hey, come up, let's record this. They were wonderful. And, you know, they helped contribute so much in guiding me in this process. And then I kind of got cold feet. So this was about a year ago. So I got cold feet about halfway. Through, especially like after we got the photos done and we were started, you know, picking a date for this to come out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm afraid of the feedback. Like, I, I just started feeling panicked. Like, you know, everybody knows me as a wrestler, and I was kind of like this tough wrestler. What are they gonna think of this new side of me? Am I gonna get laughed at? Does this album really suck? And everybody's just trying to be nice to me. Like, I you know, it was a lot of stuff that I I was I had a lot of fear kind of ruling my decisions. And my husband, you know, I I almost bailed on the whole thing and just said, forget it. You know, let's, let's not do this. My husband was like, don't let fear, you know, rule your decisions. Don't let that be, don't be, you know, when you put something out into the world, it's nobody's business, what they think of it. You just put your heart into it, your soul into it, put it out there and let it be received how it's received, but that shouldn't lessen how proud you are of it. And that's definitely how I felt. I'm very proud of the product I put out. And, you know, I, I got wonderful feedback on the other side of things. So, I, you know, there's always going to be the haters. You can't control them and you can't focus on them. So I'm proud that I went for it because I like to live my life with the philosophy of no what ifs.
0: Exactly. I, I'm. I, you know, that makes me so happy that, you know, Renee's book sort of inspired that. You mentioned Elias's album as well. And you just, you know, you never know who you're inspiring now with your music being put out there as well. So let's get into some of the songs here. Well, let's get, I want to talk about all of them because again, like I mentioned, they're very different. So let's kick things off with women behaving badly. Now, I thought personally, I'm going to give you my personal opinion that I thought this was the best song to really kick this off with because you brought in some sass, you brought in some attitude around Way I was like, oh, this is a new version of Beth that I feel like I didn't know of. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration for this song.
1: So I feel like, you know, there's a part of me that, like I said, I played a character on TV that was pretty tough and stoic and very business minded. And then you get to know me in NXT. I'm kind of silly and motherly, I'm the auntie vibe, right? But, you know, once upon a time before as a mom and deeply entrenched in all that, You know, I was I was a roller derby type of wrestler, like, you know, like uh, to be a female wrestler, you got to be a little rough around the edges. You know, you can't be this super polished professional like our job involves travel. It involves trash talk. It involves, you know, scrapping in the ring. And so I loved this song because it was kind of like. I was thinking about what's it like on the other end for a man to be in a relationship with a woman that is kind of in that mentality and that mindset—always a troublemaker. I have a little bit of that inside me. I don't get to express that much anymore because I'm trying to mind my P's and Q's for my kids. But, uh, but you know what I mean. I'm just trying right now. Uh, I was just trying to put myself in the shoes of once upon a time and just tell a cute little story um, between you know this this couple that this man loves this woman even though she can be a, a hot mess troublemaker. <laughs>
0: I loved it when you hit when you hit the line about you know being bitchy. I was like, yes, I feel like as a woman, you know, listening to the song, I can relate. We can relate, you know, we've all been in arguments with our special, you know, other person or whatever. So I thought that that was really something that was just fun, and it kind of gave me like I got Shania Twain vibes in this, and then I also got uh, you know, oh my gosh, it was a uh, who's the song? I think it's is it Meredith birth? Brooks who sings um bitch like I'm a or is it her that sings I'm a lover I'm a hater whatever so it gave me that sort of vibe for this song and I was like oh I was definitely feeling this uh you know this anthem so next song I still got you a very dreamy probably my favorite out of the four Beth can you tell us about the inspiration for this song yeah,
1: again, it was just me thinking about my youth and kind of the beginning of this journey. You know, I didn't I didn't want to go to Hollywood and become a movie star, but I wanted to become a wrestler. And it just kind of reminded me of that mentality and and that space in my life where Um, You know, I just wanted to see the world and it would have been nice to have somebody with me along the way to experience all that. You know, I ended up marrying a wrestler. So the two of us kind of had similar dreams and aspirations. We both know what it's like to have nothing but just love what you're doing. And so, um, you know, that that song is about doing it with, you know, living this journey, living this crazy life with somebody that understands it and loves you no matter what you got.
0: It's so sweet. I really love that song. Uh, Next up, we have find your why, which was I feel like this was almost like your your motherly side coming out, your protective side coming out a very inspirational song, which you also did a music video for.
1: Yes, the very talented Jeremy Borash, who does a lot of work with NXT, puts out some fantastic stuff. Jeremy Borash has a long resume in the wrestling business, um, and he did me a wonderful favor of filming this video and editing it and putting wonderful time into it. It turned out great. And it is, its it kind of comes from my time, my gospel roots and kind of spending time playing the liturgy. And uh, and yeah, it is, it is like almost like a, an, an encouragement song for my kids that like, There is, there's going to be roadblocks in life. There's going to be stumbling points, but if you know inside, what's your, why, why are you doing this? Then it can make everything that much better. It can help get you through those moments. And right now my kids are my why. So there's something really special in that tied in.
0: Oh, and it came through right away just listening to it. Uh, Let me go. I think this was a very powerful song. This is one of the songs where I feel like if I'm watching a dramatic movie and it's the closing, you know, scene, I really feel like this could be the song playing in the background of that. That's the vibe that I got from it. Uh, Obviously, you can tell us a little bit about more about the song.
1: Yeah. So this song, you know, was attached to grief, you know, dealing with the grief of my losing my dad. But I feel like in a lot of ways, like when I wrote the song, I was thinking of it kind of from both perspectives. Like when I was talking about, you know, the banks of eternity and, and actually like the chorus of Let Me Go, I was trying to think of, you know, I was really trying to put myself in the moment of seeing my dad, missing my dad and how he might be telling me it's time to let me go. It's okay. You know, it was, I was trying to kind of speak to myself in that song and and give myself some comfort in knowing that he's okay. And he's in a, he's in a better place. And uh, but yeah, again, like working through these emotions and processing some stuff that the pandemic kind of gave us time to sit with ourselves a little bit, which in our fast go, go, go world, isn't always the case.
0: And you definitely pulled out the vocals on this one. You got those high-pitched vocals (laughs) going on. I was like, hell yeah, bring it. (laughs) It was very, very nice to listen to. So, Beth, you know, we've talked a lot about this album. We will circle back to music in just a bit. But I do want to go ahead and also sort of switch gears and talk about NXT for a hot second. Because uh, you have been a full-time announcer now with NXT since 2019. We've seen a lot of changes in NXT. But I first want to start talking about the fact that, you know, I watch the show each and every single week. So, uh, I got to say, sorry to Vic, sorry to Wade, but you are my favorite on commentary because I feel you bring so much to the <laughs> table, so much analysis, so much like great uh, stuff to really elevate the stories that are being told. So Beth, with that being said, you are, I think the really the only female out there right now at this grand of a stage consistently on television, doing bro- uh, doing commentary on the broadcast team. I do got to ask you what that means to you to sort of be one of those women to really start paving the way or continue to pave the women for other women trying to be in those positions as well.
1: Yeah, well first of all, thank you for having great taste yet again. Although I do I will say there is something really awesome to the dynamic of our team. You know, myself usually I take the slant of the good guy and Wade usually is, you know, sitting there, you know, advocating for all the the bad guys the heels. So it makes for a good enter- entertainment to have those two perspectives and of course Vic is just a master at, you know, he's in the driver's seat and me and Wade are like the kids in the back arguing. So, you know, So I love our dynamic of our team. Um, But yeah, I I take a lot of pride in hoping that, um, you know, we're opening up some doors for future female broadcasters and announcers with WWE. I know that that's something the company has really wanted to do and head in that direction. They gave me a lot of opportunity to grow and they they stuck with me and, and gave me, you know, they didn't quit on me even when I was really struggling to learn the job. Um, and so I have a lot of gratitude for that. And I just hope if there's young women out there that, you know, they love wrestling and they love, it's you know, and they love the in-ring stuff, but they're more acclimated to speaking about it. There's so much power and there's so much opportunity in speaking on it. You don't have to have been a wrestler in order to be a great broadcaster, a great commentator. And, you know, we have had males take that route. Not every, you know, male commentator has been in the ring and I would love to see females in the future, that door open for women that love wrestling and and are well-spoken and exciting and entertaining to be able to sit in the, at the commentator's desk.
0: It's very inspiring. Every single week, I'm like, yes, Beth, kill it again. Um, so now let's go ahead and also talk about, you know, these changes of the NXT because, you know, we went from seeing NXT, the black and gold brand, and now we're getting NXT 2.0, which is a very, very different vibe, a very different uh, weekly television program. Lots of new faces, lots of new characters. So for you, how has that shift been for you coming from the uh, perspective of an announcer?
1: Well, it... it- it made us have to get be on our toes a lot more. Uh, we have a whole bunch of new talent that came in kind of all at the same time. And for us, we're telling, our job is to tell stories, to bring forward everybody's positives and to help connect the dots where everybody still has room to grow. So we're trying to get to know everybody as fast as possible. And also while they're learning their characters, they're just they're, they're going from the, you know, they're going straight to the deep fryer. (laughs) And so we're, we're doing our best to try to make sure, you know, with limited amount of TV time that you really get to know these characters and you know what they're doing and what they're, you know, what their personalities are, because our job now, our motivation is to create characters that can go to raw or smackdown. And, you know, we want these guys to be prepared, these guys and girls to be prepared. We want them, we want everybody to kind of have a head start so that, that when they hit the ground running, On Raw and SmackDown, they are bound for superstardom.
0: Exactly. And, you know, you talk about creating these, you know, these new personas, these new characters that we're all seeing now um, from everybody that you've been seeing, who are some of the people that you're like you're very excited about or some people that you've personally become a big fan of, whether it be because of their persona or their in-ring abilities?
1: See, when I start naming names, I I feel bad because it would take me like two hours and and I don't want to leave anybody out because each and every week, you know, folks impress me with new things. But some of my favorites that are near and dear to my heart, Cameron Grimes. I love Cameron Grimes. I feel like he's got such a character, such personality, and he really excels in and outside the ring. And I love characters. And speaking of characters, you know, someone like Tony D'Angelo. He's a new face on our show. Lash Legend, Big personality, and I, I have big expectations for her in the ring. Indy Hartwell, Persia Parati, we've seen Cora Jade in just a few short weeks, really attached to our audience. Um, I think that there's so many new faces that you're going to see, but also, you know, some of our NXT, you know, OGs, our veterans that have been around, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. You know, th- to me, those girls are polished and ready to go up to Raw, SmackDown, and uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose anybody in <laughs> NXT. But at the same time, I want to see them, I want to see them reach their dreams, perform at the grand stage like WrestleMania. And, you know, we got We got to get them to Raw or SmackDown in order for them to open up those doors.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Beth, thank you so much for chatting about NXT. Uh, Obviously we can talk about NXT so much more, but I know we only got a couple minutes left in this interview. So I do want to play a quick lightning round game with me with you. I'm going to ask you 10 questions, very random, and you just (laughs) go ahead and answer them however you please. So here we go. Question number one, who are your top three favorite music artists?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, Freddie Mercury would be number one. Um, let's go, let's go with Pantera number two. I love Pantera and Elking.
0: I love, oh, so good. Mix, eclectic mix. I I was going to say very different. Uh, you got a bunch of genres there. Uh, question number two, what are some of your favorite albums? Maybe some that you would say have had a major impact in your life?
1: Oh my gosh. I, I would say anything by queen queen, like all, all of the queen albums, Um, definitely had an impact on me just because I love that Freddie Mercury refused to be put in a box. You know, his performance ranged from opera to pop to rock. And there was like an amalgamation that was just beautiful to listen to. So Queen is always a huge influence for me, especially like on the piano side, because I'm super partial to piano.
0: Love it. Question number three. What are your what's your favorite song and favorite lyric off of your own album?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, Gosh, I mean, I would, I would probably say the chorus from find your why, because again, like it's very, it's very, um, it's, it's related to my kids. And so that, that's the biggest reason for me, you know, doing any of this. I just wanted to demonstrate a model for my kids to pursue their dreams and don't let fear rule your life.
0: So beautiful question. Number four, if you were to form a band and you can have only four people in it, who would they be? And they can be past present, famous, non-famous, whoever you want.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going heavy on the, the queen here, but let's go Brian May as a guitarist. Um, I I probably would put John Lennon as the great one, one. one actually Beatles and also just love his voice. Um, dr- uh, drums. Let's do Vinnie Paul from Pantera <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bass. I'll put my brother on bass
0: because oh, <laughs> so he's sweet. Old. <laughs> uh, question number five what movie has the best soundtrack
1: who uh gosh you know what uh, maybe Rocky just because I feel like who has a workout playlist without Rocky on it like without a, a song from Rocky I mean it's impossible to listen to any of that music and not get off your butt and work out so
0: hell yes I have to agree 100% a uh, question number six what is your favorite way to spend your day off with your kids
1: Oh, um, we do crafts. Definitely. I know it's not like the most exciting thing in the world, but like, <laughs> again, we're, we're a house full of artists. We love just pop and everything. It doesn't have to be the Mona Lisa popsicle sticks are fine. And we just always enjoy expressing ourselves through art.
0: That's so cute. DIY is the best way to go. Question. Oh. Question number seven, Christmas is just around the corner. What is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: If I say die hard, that's going to be really polarizing
0: well i've heard the argument that some people say it's a christmas movie some people don't think it is i know
1: that's why i don't want to get the twitter twitter buzz all over me Uh, i'll probably go nash lampoon's christmas vacation amazing i relate a lot
0: adam and i relate a lot to the (laughs) them so cute a question number eight what is the best place city or country that you have ever traveled to um, you
1: know, I did a lot, I did a lot of sightseeing all over the world. Um, I loved visiting Australia and I loved going to Sydney. I got to do the Sydney Harbor bridge walk and it was such an exhilarating, it's just spontaneous, incredible experience that that, that would be one. And, uh, Rome, Rome was gorgeous.
0: Stunning question. Number nine, what is the last TV show that you watched?
1: Oh, I'm catching up on, well, not catching up. I'm reviewing better call Saul because there's another season that's about to come out and I'm so excited, they've made us wait for quite a while. So I'm now refreshing my mind on the last season.
0: And last question, question number 10, a few days ago you tweeted that you still had three items left on your bucket list. Would you mind sharing one or all, if possible, with us here today? I can't share any of them. Because, because
1: yes, because they're special. However, people will find them out. As I accomplish them, I will let everybody know. But I like to leave a little bit open ended, because they're, these three are pretty exciting, and uh, yeah, as they as they come about, you'll find
0: out. I love this actions, not words. <laughs> <laughs> amazing beth i want to thank you so much for doing this conversation with me thank you for putting your music and your art out there i really appreciate it i'm gonna have all of the links where you guys can listen to beth's new album in the description box below but beth before we go please feel free to plug in anything you'd like to plug in
1: oh no i'm just grateful for the time and i hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and make sure you guys tune in to see nxt Tomorrow night, so I can you can see me verbally uh, eviscerate Wade Barrett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic! Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm Denise Salcedo This is Beth Phoenix, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you guys want to check out Beth's new debut EP, Stone Rose and Bone, it is currently up and available on all major music platforms. You can listen to songs called "Women Behaving Badly," "I Still Got You," "Find Your Why," and "Let Me Go." Links will be posted in the description box below.